Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show to ease your expat overwhelm and be inspired by other newcomers' stories. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow expats and share their unique challenges, triumphs and revelations as they build their new lives here. It's great to have you. Welcome to the first episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before I jump into grilling other expats, <laughs> I think that it's important to share my story with you so that you can get to know the girl behind this voice and my personal journey since moving to Canada. So I was going to do it solo. I was just going to chat away to you guys like I'm doing now, but then I had the best idea. What better way to do it than to bring in one of my closest Canadian friends to quiz me on my personal story? So that's what I did, and enter Chelsea. And I'm going to apologize for this, I'm very sorry, but your accent. <laughs> I love hearing an accent, and I know people don't love hearing people go on about their accent oh or whatever. I, that is a crazy oh. thing for me. Every single time I open my mouth, the Canadians are like, your accent! <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, get used to that. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I didn't do that too much to you. Apologies. Sorry, girl. <laughs> Together, Chelsea and I run through the crazy story of how I ended up living in Canada. Honestly, it's definitely worth a listen. And I share my biggest learnings when it comes to dealing with homesickness and missing loved ones. Ugh, the killers. This has definitely been my biggest personal struggle. So let's start the show. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea! I am so excited that you're here to interview me on my first episode. Thank you for having me. I can't wait. <laughs> Amazing. She was so great. She turned up at my house this morning with Tim Hortons and a bottle of champagne to to celebrate my first episode. She is just the best friend, the best ray of sunshine. So I'm so happy that she's here. I am so happy I'm here too. And I can't wait to drink that champagne when we're done here. <laughs> Woo! Um, so yeah, let's quickly share how we actually know each other because that in itself is a pretty funny story, I think. <laughs> it's absolutely funny. I met you when you had been here in Canada for about a couple of days. What, you moved in the beginning of February? Yeah, it was probably the worst time to come to Canada, I think. <laughs> yeah, I highly don't recommend moving to Canada at the beginning of February, our coldest months of the year. Oh my god, I had never experienced cold like it. I remember getting off the plane and just having that cold air hit you in the face and just take my breath away and I was thinking, what have I got myself <laughs> in for? And to top that off, so like I was saying, I met her a couple days in and what better way could us Canadians do to welcome you to Canada than bring you snow tubing? Snow tubing. So for people that don't know what that is, it's literally you're on the top of this like ice hill and they put you in one of those like blow up rings you that you would rings, yeah. yeah. and it has a plastic bottom so you just whiz down at crazy speeds. You can link your legs and arms up with people <laughs> and hurtle down this hill. So it was definitely a Canadian initiation. So Oh yeah, and that was just after probably one of our ice storms. We're at the top of the hill and the guy goes, This is probably one of the worst times you could come here. The I the hill is complete ice. The wind is on your face at fast speeds and 
you know, even without the wind, it's crazy cold, like I'd never experienced before. <laughs> I thought my face was going to fall off. Like, I was not prepared for this activity. <laughs> I'm trying to make friends. I just landed here, and these are my boyfriend's new friends that I'm just trying to meet and impress, and I just feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's a good thing I had my Bella Calava to give to you, because I was a little worried about you. I didn't know if you were going to make it to the, to the end <laughs> of the night, truthfully. That hot chocolate really did you in well after oh that. Oh my god. Yeah, she gave me it. The, the balaclava, like the material that goes over your face, and I was so grateful to you, because yeah, I was trying to save face, but it was the pain in my skin. I just couldn't <laughs> even. But I've been snow tubing since, and it's something that I actually love now. I would always do it every season. It's so much fun. I think it was just, you know, the first 48 hours. It was a bit of a shock that I wasn't expecting, so. <laughs> well, welcome to Canada. That was the best way we could have introduced you to it. Yeah, exactly. So I absolutely love the story about how you came to Canada. And I'm not going to lie, I've probably asked you every single time <laughs> I've got together with you a new part about the story, learning new stuff about you. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you decided to go traveling in 2016, right? And you went with friends, am I correct? No, I, no, I actually went by myself. Yeah, I... <laughs> Whoa, pause. You went... By yourself? Did I know I this? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think I, don't think I knew this. <laughs> yeah, I dropped everything. I, I was waiting for a friend to come with me. I've always, I'd always dreamt of going to Southeast Asia and, and seeing all of those countries there. And um, yeah, I was waiting for her for too long. I got impatient. Screw it. I'm going to be brave. Um, so yeah, I went and booked a flight to Bangkok in Thailand and I joined a tour group because I figured I'd never really traveled anywhere like that before and I was like oh how old was I 25 26 so wow. yeah I thought it was probably the safest option just to have a little group tour pre-booked just to get my bearings and mm -hmm. to meet a couple people there um so I did that um but yeah I was so stoked to to be a strong independent woman <laughs> going around all these countries doing the backpacking dream um but yeah it didn't last long as you know oh yeah <laughs> it was about a month or so in and yeah I went to meet one of my friends that I'd met on the tour group because I found out that she was actually on the same island as me oh fun yeah so I hadn't seen her for a while so we met back up and she said oh there's this amazing bar crawl that we should do so we were on Koh Tao which is a paradise island in Thailand yeah you, I've heard about that it sounds fun oh it's just a dream so yeah we were there and there's a famous bar crawl to the point where everyone has this t-shirt so you could be in like Cambodia and you'll see someone with like the Kotal bar crawl oh, t-shirt okay, okay. so everyone kind of does it as like a rite of passage for for backpackers there so yeah we joined this massive queue to get tickets for this bar crawl and who joins behind us in the queue but this like loud group of Canadian boys Canada <laughs> represent and we just started chatting with them and Isaac was in this line, um, this tanned, blonde, backpacker guy, and we just hit it off. I thought he was so funny, and yeah, we had like two hours in this line to just talk and, and kind of get to know each other, so that was fun. He is the most typical, like, funny Canadian you, like, could meet. He walks in the room, and he, everyone knows he's there. He's the life of the party. He's always down for a good time. So I can only imagine oh my when Kate met this Canadian boy. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, everybody, we're in, t on this tiny island in Thailand, and we'd turn a corner, and someone would be like, Isaac, oh my god, and he's like, hey bro, <laughs> like, he is so memorable. People just remember him. Oh yeah. To the point where I'd met somebody too, and they'd be like, Isaac! 
talking about? Hello, like you met me as well. Like he's just so outgoing Doesn't and so fun. Me. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so yeah, we had a great night. Um, we were just dancing and drinking, and we were with these Canadian guys, and it was us, a couple of English girls, and yeah, we just had a great night. And it kind of just escalated from there. Really, we were just hanging out more and more during the days, and hanging out every night. And then, inevitably, when you're backpacking, you have your own plans and your mm -hmm. own journeys planned yeah. out and train tickets booked. So we would always get to a point where I'd be like, sorry, Isaac, tomorrow me and the girls are planning on going to, I don't know, Malaysia. And I would always think it would be goodbye. And I would always be really upset. Aww. I'd think, I'm never going to meet this guy again. What are the chances of meeting up and bumping into each other here? It's been great, but I'll probably never see him again. <laughs> so it was always really sad. But he would always turn up. He would follow me. <laughs> Does not surprise me. <laughs> he, would, he would follow me. He would turn up. He would deny it now. He will say, no, I never followed you. But no, he definitely did because <laughs> I would tell him the, de the destination where we were planning to go and then he would turn up there. He'd be like, hey, I'm actually in the same oh, town. How I'm convenient. like three hostels down. <laughs> how convenient. How convenient indeed. So yeah, um, so that was actually a great relief whenever he did that though. It was so great. And then I did do my fair share of, of following too. I won't, <laughs> I won't regret I won't deny that. So... Yeah, and it just turned into a month, two months where we would say goodbye Aww. and then I would go somewhere new and then we'd meet up again and it would be so great to see him again. And it just kind of snowballed from there, really. We started to realise that it wasn't just your cheesy backpacker romance that doesn't mean anything. It actually took me a long time because I was laying on the floor of this hostel with him. I think it was a hammock, actually, not on the floor. Um, <laughs> on the floor. Just laying on the floor of a hostel. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and yeah, he was getting really mad at me because I was just so casual with it. I was like, it's fine. Don't feel like you have to, you know, do this and blah, blah, blah. But he would be like, no, like, I actually like you. Like, what Aww. is it going to take for me to make you realise that I actually like you? So it took me a long time to, to shake off that, that protective shield really when mm -hmm. you meet somebody in that environment you're just kind of you write it off as like yeah. oh it's just a fling so yeah, yeah it definitely wasn't we realized that quite quite quickly mm -hmm. and then yeah it was I had this flight booked to Australia oh no <laughs> so my family live I have some family that live in Melbourne and I'd always planned to go and stay with them because I'd mm -hmm. never met them before it's my dad's cousin I think and yeah, so I booked my flight, you know, way before I'd even left How England. far away is uh, Melbourne from where you were staying with in Bangkok? Were you in Bangkok, Thailand at this time? How uh, far away is that flight? No, but well, by that point we'd travelled all the way down. So we started oh in Bangkok and then we travelled all the way down Malaysia, all the way into Indonesia. So we were actually in Bali at this oh. point, um, which is actually like the hotspot for Australians. You know, oh, yeah. Canadians, when they go on vacation, they like head down south yeah. to Mexico. Oh, yeah. Australians have Bali as their like go-to vacation. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Can you even imagine? Like, I ugh, wish. They are so lucky down there. Um, yeah, so we were actually in Bali, yeah. So that's only, I think it's like a five-hour flight. It's, that's still pretty, that's a far flight. Yeah, yeah. And okay. So, yeah, I just told him that I was planning on going to Australia and he had a bit of a of a mental struggle, really. He was thinking, Aww. I really like this girl, but, you know, I was only supposed to be going to Asia for a couple months, right? On that note, I'd like to give a little background story about Isaac's plan of tra traveling. <laughs> he left in about 
January, February-ish, right? Like, around that time? Yeah, the same time as me, actually. I think we left, like, three days apart. It's oh kind of spooky when you look back at fate, it. Fate, it's fate. <laughs> but, yeah, so Isaac told us he was going f- until about April. So that's, give or take, three, four months. And it was so funny because we would joke with him and be like, Isaac, Isaac, this is the time. You're going to meet your girl. You're going to meet your wife. You're going to meet your wife while traveling and whatnot. <laughs> Well, April comes around. They called it. (laughs) May comes around. June, July. No sign of Isaac coming back to Canada. (laughs) I stole him. Literally stole him. So tell us about the goodbye. Oh, heartbreaking. We were staying at that point in private rooms because by the time you pay for two spaces in a bunk bed, you might as well combine your money and just get a private room. So Mm -hmm. we were doing that. That Your money goes so far in Southeast Asia as well. I miss it every day. Anyway, side (laughs) side note. Um, Yeah, so we were in these private hotel rooms and then, yeah, that that day of the flight was looming and I woke up in the morning and my flight was due and I didn't know what to do. I was so sad to leave him. I didn't know that he was going to come and meet me in Australia at this point. So, so this again, this was your goodbye. This was one. I'm never gonna see this guy again. Goodbye. Yeah, wow. forever and ever. Because I, who knows? Like he's from Canada. I'm from England. It's been great, but you know, you just don't know. So, yeah. yeah, I actually went into the bathroom when he was sleeping. Still, I wrote this little note for him. It was so Aww. cute. And uh, yeah, I just basically said, you know, you've made everything about my traveling so much better in so many ways, and I wouldn't change anything. Um, and I'm just going to miss you so much and I really hope we stay in touch. And then my cab came and I gave him the note. So yeah, I got in the cab and then I just cried my eyes out. (laughs) This poor guy that's driving the cab is just looking back at me like, what is happening happening right now? (laughs) He's like passing me awkward Kleenex like to the back seat. It's like a notebook moment looking out the back window. Yeah, seeing him go. I got goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was really sad. So I landed in Melbourne Met my family, which was really cool. They were so generous to give me a place to stay. And yeah, it was a couple months of just texting every single day. I had my birthday while I was there. Oh. And um, yeah, one day there's a knock on the door of my dad's cousin's place in Melbourne. I open the door and there's this like bunch of flowers that he'd <gasps> ordered to the house. No. So this is like a travel guy still that I'd met. I'd only known him, you know, three, four months at this point. So I'm thinking, oh my God, he still really likes me, sending me flowers. He must think of me. Because still there's like a niggle in your head that's thinking he's backpacking in Vietnam right now. He could meet some, you know, new girl. You just don't know. So how long had it been at this point since you guys have been separated? Um, I think about two months. Two months? Yeah, yeah. So he thought it was going to be maybe five months because he wanted to go and see Vietnam and other countries. But yeah, in the end, he called me and he was like, look, it's actually really, it's too hard to be apart from you. I'm going to come sooner. So he booked his flight. He applied for his work permit visa and everything. And so for a boy to commit that much, I thought, okay, so this guy's definitely in it. And and yeah, he definitely likes me. So Again, yeah, I knew Isaac before he left. And this (laughs) is, he he likes you, all right. He likes you. This episode is brought to you by my free 50 tips from expats in Canada. I had so much fun asking hundreds of newcomers what they wish they knew before they moved to Canada. The resulting guide is packed with valuable tips and fun facts so you can hit the ground running and not make the same mistakes as us. So head to bit.ly forward slash free tips Canada to download it free today.
That's bit.ly forward slash free tips Canada. Now back to the show. It was crazy. It was a crazy time. And just waiting for his flight, it just changed the entire dynamic because, yeah, you're flying around, you know, on these mopeds around these rice fields and these beaches. But then, you know, he's landing in Melbourne, which is, you know, a normal city, very similar to, you know, the England or the Toronto Mm -hmm. of, of lifestyles. Everyone's just working and paying rent. So it was a complete complete difference when he landed it was almost awkward me standing there I'm just bringing him to my you know family's house and this is Isaac but then it's like my friend my travel my travel guy I don't know I can just see you standing at the airport like with a sign Isaac so funny Um, that's funny yeah so that was it he moved in with me and my Australian family and we got jobs I was serving I was making coffees and I was making these monster shakes you know those ones that have like (gasps) massive donuts and brownies and ice creams on top yes they have one of those in Canada now I can't remember what it's called but those are nuts so crazy so if anyone needs a monster shake Hollywood cones Canada (laughs) Hollywood cones or hit Kate up one of two (laughs) yeah so I was making those and yeah, after that, we decided we were kind of on top of my family a bit too much, so we got our own place, and then we got impatient and hired a camper van, did the whole classic East Coast road wow. trip, hit wow. up all of the, the places in Australia to visit. Um, so yeah, we had the, the best time. It's such a long story, but we had the best travelling memories. We were in this camper van, and obviously during that point, at some point, he's like, I want you to be my girlfriend, like that Aww. awkward conversation. <laughs> Um, so it was official and then I told my mum and my dad that I'd met a guy and and then yeah it got to a point where we were ready to to kind of end our adventure really we'd run out of money first of all Mm -hmm. especially Australia I mean we were used to the Southeast Asia prices but yeah Australia is a little bit more uh, expensive Um, yeah so we just had to decide where are we gonna go and there was no hesitation in my mind that there would there would be a goodbye at this point Mm -hmm. and I don't think I was really ready to just go back to England anyway. Mm-hmm. I'd been Googling Canada for oh, a gosh. while. Google Images Canada. Uh, if you do that, all you will see is BC. British Columbia Mountains. Yeah, beautiful, like, turquoise lakes oh, and yeah. snowy, top t- snowy top mountains. Little oh, did yeah. I know he's from Ontario, where it's, like, nothing like that. But nope. he, he went, went with it. He was like, yeah, it's beautiful in Canada. I think he just wanted me to come. <laughs> you got these big mountains and everything. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like a... 30-hour car trip to get to those beautiful mountains. (laughs) Yeah, but no, he he suckered me in. He was selling Canada really well. And he had a lot of commitments to get back to as well. He was taking over a family business and he has such a huge family here. And he obviously, with those things, he he couldn't really think about moving abroad. Um, Whereas for me, my parents lived in France anyway. um, And I'd always lived apart from them since I was 16. So I was kind of more used to it. Not that it has been any easier, but... It just mm-hmm. made more sense for me to come to Canada. I wanted to see it anyway. Oh. So that was it. I packed up my life and we moved to Canada together. Okay, so at approximately, when was this in your travels? Like November, like December-ish is when you guys were like, okay, yes, we're going, we're leaving. Yep. Okay, so did you come to Canada straight away or did you stop off somewhere before you came here? Oh, good question. Yeah, I was all for going straight to Canada because you get so swept up in everything. Mm -hmm. And then I was on the phone to my mom and she was like, I'm sorry. She's like, (laughs) we 
haven't even met this boy. Like, what do you mean you're moving to Canada? Like, I'd already been away for a year at this point, right? So I'd flitted off to Southeast Asia by myself, giving them a heart attack every day, being by myself in the streets of Bangkok. And now I'm like, I'm moving to Canada. (laughs) Your poor family. They're probably like, excuse me. Yeah. So my mom was like, we haven't even met this boy. You need to come here first. It made more sense anyway, because the flight from Australia to Canada is insane. Mm -hmm. Takes so long. So it actually worked out really well that we could just do like a little pit stop in England, spend Christmas there. um, So my family could could officially meet him again, which is like a huge milestone. Mm -hmm. It's really, really happening now. Um, Yeah, so we went to England. um, My parents met him. We had a beautiful English Christmas. Showed him all the sights. We went around London and... Yeah, so that's crazy. Oh, that's so nice. Okay, tell me about how it was arriving in Canada, besides us torturing you on the snow tube hills. Arriving in Canada, yeah, it was... I think I was still riding the high of just being in the travel mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, joining someone's life that's already set up, mm-hmm. that's already running, he has all of his roots, and then I'm being introduced into it. I had to you know, almost mold to it, which goes against everything I believe. Like, I'm very independent. I want to meet my own friends. Mm-hmm. I want my friends that I've met and, and I've developed those relationships with. And I want my own hobbies and my own things. So, yeah, I I found it really important to, to meet everybody and to adapt really well with his life. But then at the same time, I really wanted to go out by myself and, and build the life that I wanted here as well. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, meeting new people is a huge priority for me. Mm-hmm. It was really lucky, though, because, you know, coming with somebody who has a life set up, they have guy friends and then mm-hmm. they have girlfriends. Oh, yeah. Hence Chelsea. Hence me. <laughs> Introduced two days in. Yeah, so Chelsea's boyfriend is Isaac's best friend. So it worked out great that we oh, just yeah. clicked instantly. And, yeah, so I was really lucky in a way. I get on so well with all of Isaac's friends' girlfriends, really. Mm-hmm. We've got a great group. Oh, we got a great group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... I still wanted to just make sure that I was going out and meeting new people on my own. So I joined meetup.com. If anybody is moving abroad, definitely look into meetup.com. If it's running in your area, it's 100% worth it. They run so many different networking events and paint nights and everything you can imagine. Cycling groups, movie clubs. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, all your interests. If you're going to a new city, even within the country you live in, Mm -hmm. it's a great way to just get out there. Obviously, you have to get over that initial crazy fear (laughs) the first one I went to I like rocked up and I could see the table with the little card and I'm thinking oh my god this is so awkward what am I going to say just like walk up to this table like hello like I'm Kate um but I did you just have to you know I think to move abroad you're already so brave Mm -hmm. I say to people all the time if they're you know they're doubting themselves look you have done what so so many people would never do in their entire life I couldn't do it I couldn't even go traveling alone like at this point I don't know you are (laughs) you're impressed I'm very impressed very (laughs) um yeah so you're already so brave you can walk up to a table and say hi you know what's the worst thing that's gonna happen they're just gonna laugh at you they won't do that anyway but you know they're gonna say take a tequila shot (laughs) oh god Canadians people (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, so you'll sit down, and if you don't meet anybody that you click with, great, just go home. It's not a big deal. So that's probably the biggest lesson I've learned, that you just got to 
get out your comfort zone and reach out to people. If you see someone call at work, you can ask them to go out on a coffee date. You know, it doesn't matter. They can say no, who cares? You know, you've just got to try and meet new people and put yourself out there because mm -hmm. you're going to hide away and not meet people. Then that's, you know, that's not a great way to, to build your new life. So. Mm -hmm. so how long have you actually been in Canada for? Oh gosh, it's been... Well, it'll be four years in January, February. Wow, yeah. that long. Four years now, yeah. Aw, it's mm. been, yeah, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. um, so on that topic, I know you have struggled a little bit with homesickness. A lot. <laughs> yeah, which anybody would. I have actually no idea how you are doing it. Um, but what are some things that you have done to help with that? Yeah, so it's definitely probably the worst part of living abroad I would say in my opinion accepting that it's inevitable is a huge thing everyone is going through it the weird thing about homesickness is that it really makes you feel alone like you feel so isolated and so lonely and so alienated from everybody and like you're going through it by yourself um so yeah it's it's weird you feel like almost like a failure for feeling that way like why aren't I loving my life why am I so unhappy you know I, I'm so strange to be feeling sad all the time so you know it's it's not the case you know all emotions are acceptable they don't need to be fixed like if you if you're sad just be sad there's nothing wrong with that it's something that you need to go through in the situation you're in and just accept that ride it out do whatever your mind is telling you it needs so things that have worked for me you know you can be a tourist in your new home so again just taking that permanency away from it don't think oh my god I'm gonna be here forever and my parents mm -hmm. aren't gonna know my kids and mm -hmm. you can snowball into this whole thing of stressing about the future so nope just be a tourist you know go and do the things that tourists would do if they were in your new home and it and it can reignite why you went there it can reignite you know the passion of the place you're in now and and you can realize what it can offer you know learn a new skill distract yourself surround yourself with home comfort so that really helps me um you know I have these favorite foods obviously as a British person <laughs> I like my Yorkshire puddings and my gravy and my Jaffa cakes and chocolate bars and all those things so you know those favorite foods really help me looking at old photographs watching movies that remind me of my childhood those kind of things it's just general self-care so just take the time accept the emotions don't try and fix them and just ride it out really um yeah another bad thing for me that I suffer with is FOMO mm. the fear of missing out oh, yeah so if you're like me and you're trawling through social media and you start to realize that it's having a negative impact on how you feel you're looking at you know those weddings that you're missing and all oh, your friends went camping without you those things can really start to bug you so take time away from social media if you realize that that's happening um but then schedule catch-ups for when you've had a really good day instead of a bad so if i'm homesick one day and I talk to my mum and dad, it can often make me worse. You know, I'll cry, I'll be more emotional. Whereas if I've had a great day in Canada and I catch up with them, it's it's way more productive, I've, mm -hmm. I always find. It's a really strange one. It's really just discovering what works best for you, really. Mm -hmm. um, 
talking about how you feel with another expat is a huge one. So, you know, talking to you about it mm-hmm. is great too. You've been so great. And, you know, there was one time I was really struggling. She knocked on my door. <laughs> she didn't even come in or say anything. She just knew I was having a tough day. And she just left me like a face mask and a little bottle of Baileys. And she is just the sweetest human. <laughs> it made my day. So, Aww. you know, Canadians are going to be great. You know, you make friends here and, and they're really supportive. But then obviously there is that element where they've not gone through it themselves. They don't Mm -hmm. understand how it feels. So it was really useful to me to actually talk about how I feel with other expats. So one of my close friends, Ashley, who is going to be one of my guests, she's from Australia and we would always get together and just talk about culture shock and and how we're feeling in our new life here. And she just recently moved to Toronto. So really great to to chat with another person going through the same things. Um, yeah, finally, don't fall for the grass is greener. I say this all Mm. the time. My friends, um, who have moved to Australia, they were talking to me about it where they go home and visit England again. And then it makes them feel really bad because they've gone for a whole week to your native home where you're running around, you're seeing all your friends every day, you're going for drinks and going to the movies and having meals out, seeing your family and everybody that you love every day. And you're not working because it's a vacation for you. And then you come back to your new life abroad and it's just, it can make the homesickness so bad and it makes you think that that's the life that you're missing. But it's taken me a long time to realise that that is not what your life would be like. That's not the way your life would be. You'd have a job. You'd be paying bills. It's the same. It would be exactly the same as your new life. So it tricks you almost when you go back home. It paints it in such a rosy picture, but it's not. Don't fall for the grass is greener. Um, I know I said finally, but I'll have one more. Stop setting yourself deadlines. That was a huge one for me. You know, I should have a career that I love by now. I've been here for six months. I should have, you know, five really good girlfriends because, you know, I've been here for a year Mm -hmm. and it's ridiculous that I don't have enough friends by now. What do you mean by now? What do you mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's weird that we set these deadlines for ourselves. Everybody's timelines are different. Everybody's gonna take different times to adjust it's a huge change that you've just done and yeah I feel really passionate about that so just make sure that you're checking your expectations and you make sure that they're realistic because you could actually be just sabotaging your whole experience by that by doing that so Mm -hmm. yeah those are all really really great advice and there's one thing that you always say to me when we talk about your traveling stories and being homesick and you always tell me home is just a plane ride away. Yes. You always tell me that. And it is so true. It is. It is. COVID-19 aside, this year has been crazy for that. Uh, Another hit in the homesickness Mm -hmm. gut. But yeah, normal circumstances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's always something that I say to myself. If I'm feeling really down, you know, it, it can cost a lot of money, but the idea of it, if you say it to yourself, it really does help. You know, they're playing right away. That's that's it. Yeah. I could I could see them tomorrow if I wanted to. Yep, you could. <laughs> but no, that's really, really good advice. But on a really happy and funny bright note, you have to tell the listeners your butter story. <laughs> My butter story. The butter story. See I say butter now, but you'll understand dun. why. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that was hilarious. I've been in Canada, I don't know, like three months at this point. Mm -hmm. You guys have to actually let me know what you think about my accent because you're hearing it for this amount of time in these episodes. So I would really be interested to know, do you think I sound really, really English or do you think I have like a Canadian twang? You know, I've been here for four years. So as you can imagine, I go back home and my family and my friends are like, you just said couch. You just said, you know, you just said soda. Like all these Americanized words. And I definitely have softened my T's. But are you saying A? Mm, I do say A sometimes. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I actually point it out to every Canadian every time because they don't realize they say no, it. No, we, we say it a lot. Yeah. And I like how they say look it. Oh, okay. you say look at like look, look at, at look at look this, this or check this, this out. It's like they're check this out. They're like look at look at. I think it's <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I started to soften my T's. So as you know, with an English accent, everything is like water, butter. Whereas in Canada and the US, yeah, it's like no. water, butter yeah. with yeah, D's. Water, almost. butter, well, butter, butter. There, I just said it like <laughs> normal, like I would say it. So, yeah, I learned that the hard way because, yeah, I was in a restaurant about three months in and I was at this table with all these Canadians. <laughs> they were ordering their Caesars, which is like the Canadian Bloody Mary, which is absolutely disgusting. Controversial topic. Sorry, Chelsea. <laughs> um, that's my opinion. I'm sure they're great to some people. Um, they ordered their Caesars and I, it got to me and I was like, oh, I'll just have a water, please. <laughs> Chelsea knows. <laughs> so I said, I'll have a water. The waitress kind of hesitated and was like, uh, okay, and walked off. And the Canadians around the table were like, yeah, she didn't get that. No, like, no, she didn't get it. <laughs> she didn't get it. So we were kind of musing about what she's going to do or she's going to come back and ask me what I meant. Anyway, the next five, ten minutes go by. She brings everyone Caesars and then she puts a plate of butter <laughs> in front of me on the table. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm like, I just look at her, I don't know what to do. I really, what are you supposed to do with that? My Isaac, my boyfriend, <laughs> he turns around, he's like, what? Are you for real? Like he was so a plate of butter. So in shock. And he's he's just so funny. He's so chirpy. He, he was like, you get a lot of orders of butter. Like, <laughs> there's like no bread on the table. Like, what is going on? So that is hilarious. So don't expect people to understand you if you mm -hmm. come here and you have an accent. Um, that was a learning experience for me and so funny. Definitely my favorite story oh, of being a foreigner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. So thank you so much, Chelsea, for being my stand-in host for this first introduction episode. It's been so fun doing this with you. Thank you for having me. I absolutely loved it. You guys will have to actually let us know if you want us to bring Chelsea back as our honorary oh. Canadian. She could be like our little extra Canadian voice of oh. telling you the inside, inside info. Oh. Um, so before we go, though, I actually have a question for you, Chelsea. Oh, a question for me. <laughs> I've taken her off guard. A little bit off guard, yeah. You're going to be the host in the interview, but I actually okay, have a surprise okay. question. Um, so a lot of people have actually asked us, from a Canadian point of view, what advice would you give to newcomers who want to make more Canadian friends? Wow. I'm going to have to say, honestly, you've made the move to move across the world, so keep putting yourself out there. Yes. I absolutely love meeting new people, and I'm going to apologize for this. I'm very sorry, but your accent. <laughs> I love 
hearing an accent, and I know people don't love hearing people go on about their accent or whatever. That is a crazy thing for me. Every single time I open my mouth, the Canadians are like, your accent! (laughs) Oh my gosh! So yeah, get used to that. I hope I I didn't do that too much to you. Apologies. Sorry, girl. (laughs) Um, But honestly, if I'm out and about, and we're in a social environment, and I hear an accent, it's going to probably draw me in to have a conversation with this person. Hey, like, where are you from? Tell me a little bit about yourself. But where to meet everybody? I I love doing things like going to concerts, if like a country concert. Oh, that, yes, that is definitely worth yeah. doing. If you have a chance to oh, go yeah. to a country concert, chock a block with Canadians. Oh, yeah. Get your plaid shirt out. The best atmosphere. Yes. <laughs> um, cottages. Cottages cottages oh lake life oh meeting people on the lake and you do like people are so friendly in canada we wave on the on the lake on boats you can meet so many people on the water and especially stopping off at like beaches and like sandbars you just you just meet people so true and there's like different groups if you're living in a city as well there's tour groups that can take Mm -hmm. you out to cottage country oh yeah um so you can actually join a group and go somewhere and go kayaking for the Mm -hmm. day so there's ways to to do that that's Mm -hmm. yeah that's great And my last big advice to meet people is, what are Canadians known for? Hockey. Oh. (laughs) Kate Kate kind of looked at me there for a minute. She wasn't sure where I was going with this. What is she going to say? (laughs) A hockey game. We love our hockey. If I'm sitting near people, like, we engage in conversation during the periods. Like, a hockey game is, is well worth it to go to. That is awesome. Thank you, Chelsea. That's really useful. I feel like I wish I had this when I landed here. That's really good advice. Well, I'm glad I can help. Oh, Chelsea, isn't she just a bubble of energy? (laughs) I loved having her on the show. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Series 1 of the New to Canada podcast. Your support really does mean the world. And I can't wait to share other newcomers' stories with you. I have some incredibly inspiring people coming up, so stay tuned for that. If you're liking what you're hearing so far, please leave us a really quick review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us and help us spread the word. Until next week. <laughs>